welcome to the Panda Pals podcast. I'm Kendra. In this episode, I'm going to talk a little bit about end of the year procedures, including grade pass back dates for all groups. There's some differences and about what to do at the end of the year with your courses. And I'm also going to have a conversation with Cameron Ertz, the high school digital learning specialist from the Department of Innovation and Digital Learning about some tips that she has and that she shares with teachers about the end of the year in courses. First, I wanna share the grade pass back dates in Canvas for the end of the year. If you didn't know, based on a lot of teacher requests, we turned on grade pass back at the district level. Grade Passback is the tool that takes your grades from Canvas, so right out of your grade book and the assignments that are in Canvas, and hands those things over to PowerSchool so that teachers don't have to do data entry and double grading. So far, it's worked quite well. Um, This is our first end of the year, so I just want to be really clear with teachers about what things to keep in mind and what dates they have to look out for. So just get started. If you teach seniors, so if your students are in 12th grade, your grades are due May 19th at 3 p.m. So if you have grades that you want to hand over from Canvas to PowerSchool, please make those changes and have all of that stuff done on May 19th at 3 p.m. All other grades in any grade up to and including 11th grade, those grades are due May 31st. So grade pass back will cut off on May 31st. That means that after that date, no grades are going to hand over from Canvas to your PowerSchool gradebook. All of those changes after May 31st would have to be done manually. As you're planning for the end of the year, as you're planning those last assignments for the year and closing out your gradebook, you'll want to be cognizant of these dates so that you're aware of what's going to happen so that the work in those last couple of days of school doesn't get any more stressful than I already know that it is. As a former high school history teacher, I understand the immense pressure that teachers are under, especially at the end of the year. So I want you to have all of the information you need so that you're not surprised by those grades not sinking any longer. So again, to remind you, senior grades, so 12th graders, their grades are due May 19th, and all other grades in the district, the grade passback will cut off on May 31st. The second part of this episode is all going to be about what happens with your courses. And again, I was a teacher and I know how stressful it can feel when you don't know what's going to happen with your course content and knowing whether or not your course content is going to be be available for the next year so that you can either reuse that as a course or use it as a base and make some changes to it. That, That can be a lot and it can add a lot to the already hectic time at the end of the year for many teachers. So I want to call out that your course content will still be there. So whether you do any sort of actions as we're headed into the end of the year or not, your content will still be there. I do want to shine a light on some situations that we'll inevitably have. If you're a teacher and you're planning to leave the district and you want to keep a copy of your courses, 
you should absolutely do that. In your course, you can export and download a copy of your course content. It's right on your settings page. And even if you're not leaving CCSD, you can still download a copy of your course content. And I know that that helps a lot of teachers feel a lot more confident over the summer that they have that download saved somewhere safe. So if that's something that feels good for you, absolutely do it. And as we get further into the episode and talk a little bit more tactically about the end of the year in courses and things you might consider doing, I want to call out that if you choose to do coursework over the summer, so if you're one of those teachers that likes to get into your course and make changes and start to adjust things and get yourself sort of tactically and mentally ready for the upcoming school year, you can start working on that stuff in Canvas anytime you want to. So you can import copies of your old course and start making changes to it and use that sandbox as a place to start working in that. But if that's not something that serves you well, don't feel any pressure to do that. We're going to talk about some options so that people who want to do that have all the information they need. But if that's not something that's interesting to you and you really just need some time to unplug and and take a break from your, your professional duties, absolutely do that too. So I just want to make sure that everyone has the information that they need and you can make the decision as the professional that you are, what you need to do with it. I love being able to reuse the content from previous courses. It saves me so much time and makes it so that I don't have to start from nothing every time I start a new section of a course. So hopefully that will be helpful to y'all as teachers as well. One other thing I want to share with you about courses has to do with the drop down in your settings and then go to course details. So I'm in the section of a course that is in settings and then course details. In there, there's a drop down where you can choose to make the course be on the term or just on the course dates. By default, anything coming from PowerSchool is going to be on term. And really, term is the best place to be if you're using grade passback and you want the dates to align with the course dates set up by the district. There are a couple of instances where some teachers will go on to course from term, and they there's good reasons why they might need to do that. Most teachers won't need to do that, and it's best if you just stay on term. One of the considerations for teachers who have gone and changed that to course is that you want to make sure that there's a course end date. If you don't have a course end date, that means that your students will be able to have access to your course indefinitely. I know that if you're a teacher and you're listening to this right now, you're probably thinking, oh goodness, that is not what I want. The reason why you might not want that is that students would then have access to quizzes, they would have access to assignments, and I know that perhaps all of our students aren't engaging in cheating, but I know as a, as a former teacher that that's certainly happened in my classes once in a while. And I wanted to limit the number of times where that could happen and limit the opportunities for that to happen. This is one easy step that a teacher can take to ensure that students aren't going to have access to their course materials after the course is done. So. If your course is not on term, so again, to check on that, you're going to click settings and then click course details and then look for a dropdown. In the dropdown, you'll see where it should say term in most cases. If you're a teacher and you haven't made any changes, yours is going to say term on that. And I'll put a 
a support document in the show notes to walk you through those steps. But if you have moved your course or if you're using a manually created course with with students, you want to make sure there's an end date. And I always make the end dates the end of the term. So make your end date June 4th, make your end date June 6th, something in there so that you know that that's going to cut off and students won't be able to access that course anymore. Teachers will have access to edit courses a little bit after the end of the term, but know that those courses will cut off and they go into a read-only archived place. So they still exist. You can still copy all that content, but that individual course from this past year is going to go into a read-only state and it'll get archived um, so that it won't be sort of junking up your dashboard anymore. So if you want to get into those courses and use them over the summer, make a copy of them now. Put Bring all that content into a sandbox course so that you have it and you know what to do and, and you'll be ready. Connected to that, we'll have instructions for what you can do to get your courses up and running in July. So in the CCSD Canvas Info and Updates course, you'll see a button that now says closing the year. In the beginning of the year, we'll have a button that says opening the school year. So that way you'll have all the information you need and there'll be podcast episodes to support you with that transition as well. I want you to know that all of the items that we bring up in this episode have support documents and other resources to help you walk through those steps. And all of that is in the show notes and it's in the CCSD Canvas Info and Updates course. To finish out this episode, I'm in a conversation with Cameron Ertz, who's the digital learning specialist for high schools from the Department of Innovation and Digital Learning. She has some great tips that she shares with teachers about how they can finish out the year and what is going to happen and what they can do with their courses and course content. Hi, Cameron. Thanks for talking with us about the end of the year procedures for courses in Canvas. I know that as we're closing in on the end of the year that many of our teachers might be feeling feelings about what is going to happen with their courses and what they should do in preparation for the end of the year. Cameron, I'd love for you to share with our listeners what you tell teachers about the procedures for the end of the year and what tips you might have for helping teachers get to a comfortable place as they finish out this school year. Well, one thing is teachers are not going to lose their courses and they can copy the content into new course shells over the summer or at the start of the next school year. One suggestion I would have is to import your course content into a sandbox or an unpublished course uh, that is manually created, just so you can kind of play and develop over the summer without worry of students, and then you can import that into your PowerSchool rostered courses at the beginning of next term. Cameron, thank you for sharing those tips. Yeah, I think that There's some really important information to call out here. And if you missed that first thing that Cameron said, I think it's the most important takeaway maybe from the whole episode. It's that teachers will not lose any course content. So if you're listening to this episode right now and you're wondering what's going to happen with your course at the end of the year, and if you're feeling a little anxious that your content's going to be gone, please rest assured that 
your content isn't going anywhere. So as Cameron pointed out, you can bring that content into a sandbox course that you can use if you choose to do work over the summer, if that's something that helps support the work that you do next year. Or you can wait until next year and reuse all that content, bring it straight into your new course shells that, that PowerSchool is creating for you. So you have a, a number of options. In addition, you can download a copy of your course at any time and you can put it on a hard drive, you can put it on a flash drive, you can put it in a cloud drive. So you have a lot of options. So you always have access to download your content, to copy your content, and to do a lot of other things with your content. So you don't have to feel like you're gonna lose everything at the end of this year. Cameron, I love that you pointed out that teachers can bring content into a sandbox or an unpublished course for them to sort of play around with and get familiar with. I think it's particularly important when teachers grab content from Canvas Commons. What are some of the reasons that you recommend teachers use a sandbox course when they're importing content? Well, one thing I think it gives a little freedom to play around and really learn some new features to um, look at material maybe that you've imported with a more critical eye, delete and change things. Um, as you, you know, make those instructional decisions for your classroom next year. I think it just gives you a little bit of flexibility and then um, you're kind of more ready to roll in August when, you know, the or in July when the sinks start to come through. Absolutely. Cameron, I want to thank you for taking time to chat with us today about end of the year course procedures in Canvas. Thank you so much for having me. I hope this episode helps as you continue to learn with Canvas. 